What's going on, Far Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars in 10. So how's everyone doing this Tuesday? I hope everything is going good on your side of the galaxy. I got a little bit of news that has reached me out here in the outer rim. I guess the Star Wars Eclipse video game is going better than expected. A new report has claimed that the development of the game, which is the forthcoming game from Quantic Dream and had one of the best trailers that I have ever seen, is going much better than previously thought. A little over a month ago, some new information about the game came out and it stated that the project was in a pretty rough state. This was because Quantic Dream was still struggling to get the staff. As a result, the game's launch date was reported to be sometime in 2027. Now it sounds like this previous report may have been a little more dire than we were led to believe. But like I have said many times, when it comes to Star Wars video games, I don't believe it is real until I can touch it with my hand. Okay, now that we've been informed about that, I think that it is time to get to the story. And how do we do that? By dropping the intro. Well, you, have. you are now tuned in to a Star Wars show, so just sit back and be ready to flow. your mind of what you know, and let the force be the course of where we go. As we take this journey far, far away, now let's hear what Darth Vader has to say. We would be honored if you would join us. Sarah had fled the interrogation cell to escape the madness, not even paying attention to where she was going. Moving with long, quick strides, she had rushed heedlessly down the maze of halls without any purpose or direction. She didn't know where she was going or what she was trying to do. She just needed to think, to try to make sense of it all, to be alone. Only, she wasn't alone. The physical exertion had helped bring her swirling emotions back under control. And after several minutes, she began to regain some semblance of composure. The tears stopped and her pace slowed. It was only then she heard the footsteps of someone following a few meters behind her. She stopped short, bringing up a hand to wipe at her eyes before turning around. She was hoping to see Lucia. Instead, she found herself face to face with the Atochi assassin. Why are you sneaking along behind me? She demanded. If I was sneaking, you wouldn't have heard me, the Huntress replied with her implacable calm. I was following you, but I made no effort to mask my presence. Then why were you following me? I wanted to see what you would do. I'm curious to learn how you will react to your failure. Sarah's lip twitched, but she managed to keep the rest of her face expressionless, mirroring the other woman's emotionless demeanor. There was no point in denying what had happened. The Iktochi had witnessed the entire exchange, but the princess wasn't willing to admit defeat. I will pick myself up from failure and try again, she declared. Next time I speak with him, I'll be ready for his tricks. There won't be a next time, the Huntress replied. You had him in your power. His very life was in your hands, but you chose to let him live and now it is too late. His fate and his future have slipped through your grasp. You are powerless once again. The words were spoken without spite or malice, which made them sting all the more. Sarah realized there was something evil about this woman. She wasn't just a hired assassin. She used her ability to sense the future so she could spread suffering and death. I don't want you here anymore. Sarah told her, her voice firm. Your job is done, and you've already been paid, so go. The future is muddied right now, the Iktochi admitted. Events teeter on a knife edge, and I cannot foresee which way they will fall. 
I want to stay and see what happens when the prisoner breaks free. He will never break free, Sarah snapped. I won't let that happen. You can't stop it. It's already too late, the Huntress replied. Lucia has betrayed you. I saw it in her eyes when you left. She wants to save the man you want to destroy. Sarah shook her head, but though she wanted to deny it, she couldn't speak the words. She was defending him during the interrogation, trying to protect him. Why didn't you say something earlier? She asked, perplexed. Why didn't you warn me? As you said, I have already been paid. My job was to deliver him to you. Nothing more. So why are you telling me now? Victochi didn't answer, but the first hint of emotion played across her face as the corners of her lips curled up into the hint of a cruel smile. She feeds on the misery of others. Sarah started to say Lucia would never betray me, but her words were cut off by the sudden clanging of the stone prison's alarms. In that instant, she knew everything the Huntress had told her was true. The prisoner had broken free, and Lucia had helped him. No! Sarah shouted, clasping her head in her hands, as for the second time today, her world came crashing down around her. No! The Iktochi was grinning now, transforming the tattoos on her lower lip into fangs. No! The princess shouted again, her voice rising up over the alarms. He can't escape. Not now. Not after everything that's happened. No! Sarah turned and fled down one of the nearby corridors, a last desperate plan forming in her mind. As soon as Lucia was out of sight of the guards watching Des, she broke into a brisk jog. She knew she didn't have much time before he escaped, and she needed to find the princess before that happened. But figuring out where Sarah had gone was no easy matter. Dozens of passages branched off from the main corridor on either side, leading to other cell blocks in the wing, or to completely new areas of the dungeon complex. Fortunately, only a small section of the stone prison had been reopened. Most of the halls Lucia passed were still dark and deserted. She didn't think the princess would have gone down any of these. Even so, there was a lot of area to cover. She had started with the administrative office for the maximum security wing, only to find it empty. After that, she had backtracked, moving quickly up and down the halls that were illuminated, occasionally calling out Sarah's name in what she hoped came across as a calm, normal voice. She needed to find her, but she also didn't want to make her suspicious. Lucia had no intention of revealing what she had done. She had helped Des because she felt it was right, but she doubted Sarah would understand. Her hope was that she would be at the princess's side under the guise of a supportive friend when the alarms went off. As her bodyguard, it would make perfect sense for her to whisk Sarah away to safety at that time, and her friend would never have to know the truth about how Des escaped. Unfortunately, the first part of her plan fell apart when she heard the alarms ring out a few minutes later. She cursed under her breath and broke into a full run. Her plan could still work. If she found Sarah, she could still convince her to leave without exposing her betrayal. But now she was in a race against Des to see which one of them could find the princess first. Where could she be? The clanging alarms made it hard to think. Lucia skidded to a stop, taking a moment to collect her thoughts. From the corridor off to her right, she heard the princess scream out, No! Her voice carrying even over the cacophony of the alarms. She had to be close. 
turning, Lucia ran down the hall in the direction of the sound. She came to another intersection. The corridor branched right, left, and continued straight ahead. Pausing, she listened for another clue, but heard nothing. Thinking back to the blueprints she had memorized when she had first joined the Royal Guard, she remembered that the corridor on the left led deeper into the dungeon, toward an area that was still closed. That left only two options. She continued on straight ahead, knowing the hall carried on for about 20 meters before turning sharply and ending in an old guard barracks. The room was on the same power grid as the maximum security wing, so it would be illuminated. But it wasn't being used. The hired mercenaries had been given lodging in the barracks on the other side of the wing. Okay, this part starts off with Sarah running away. She's trying to keep everyone from seeing her tears. As she went down some other passages, she hears someone following her. When she turns to see who it was, she was shocked to see the Huntress. She thought it would be Lucia. This is when the Huntress straight up snitches on Lucia, which is so messed up. But from what this part describes, she is conniving like that. This is when the alarm goes off and Sarah knows everything that the Huntress has said is true. And I think that's it for this part. Join us tomorrow to see what happens next. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Intent. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Keen Eye Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.